you feel like you're learning, you know, like how to read defenses and things like that. And how much did you, how much did you understand about that part of the game coming into uh, coming into you know Oklahoma when you enrolled? What's funny is I thought I knew a lot yeah, until I started <laughs> going to our, going against our defense and Coach V just runs yeah. every type of coverage I think that's been invented, yeah. seriously. You feel like enrolling early was a huge thing for you, like just the fact that you should still be in high school right now, right? Insane advantage. Yeah. Um, anyone that's you know on the fence about doing it, I would say mm -hmm. a thousand percent do it. And um, you know it, it helps you a ton, but you also have a ton of fun doing yeah. it. With as much success as you've had in high school and the, as decorated as your high school career was, do you feel like there's a lot of pressure on you when you get here? Like I obviously realize there's pressure there. There, you know, there can be pressure there mm -hmm. if you put pressure on yourself. And I just try to alleviate all that by just keeping my mind focused on football and not focusing on the outside noise and yeah. what people's opinions are. I obviously want a Heisman, won a national championship, want all that stuff, but I just want to be remembered for being here. What's up, guys? We're back. It's the Next Up Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Brenneman. We're in Norman, Oklahoma, talking to the future of Oklahoma football. Five-star recruit, Gatorade Player of the Year. Big time get for Oklahoma football, Jackson Arnold. Going to talk to him about his transition to college, what his expectations are, and what his goals are for his college career. Before we get there, hit that subscribe button and like this podcast. Comment below and share it with everyone you know. Share it with all the OU football fans. All your support allows us to travel around and get the best guests possible on here. We have tons more coming for y'all. Please subscribe to the podcast and truly appreciate all the support. Before we get back to the podcast, I'll tell y'all about our newest sponsor of the Next Up podcast, Modern Mammals. You guys know I only want to promote and allow things to sponsor the podcast that I actually use. That's why I'm so fired up for Modern Mammals to be sponsoring the pod. Here's a story. About a year ago, I started noticing my hair was, wasn't feeling great, felt dry, just didn't feel super healthy. I did a bunch of research around what I was using and putting in my hair with shampoo and realized what I was using was terrible for my hair. Shampoo is not good for your hair. That's when I came across Modern Mammals. It's a replacement for shampoo. So you can wash your hair, clean out all the oils without damaging your hair like shampoo does. I now use Modern Mammals every day. After I work out, use Modern Mammals in the shower. No more shampoo, completely cut out of my life. And my hair has never felt healthier or looked better. At least that's what my mom and grandma told me. So it's time you get rid of shampoo and go to modernmammals.com. Use my promo code ADAMB for free shipping at checkout. Get yourself some Modern Mammals today and get your hair healthier than it's ever been before. Modernmammals.com, promo code ADAMB at checkout for free shipping. And guys, supporting my sponsors, supports the podcast, supports me, allows me to keep doing this. So please go support Modern Mammals at modernmammals.com, promo code ADAMB. Before we get to the pod, I want to tell you all about our newest sponsor, Athletic Green. And let me tell you, when I found out about this sponsor, I was fired up because I've been using Athletic Greens for years, and I want to promote to you guys the things I actually use. I love Athletic Greens. As a former Division I athlete, I've tried countless supplements, and recently, my nutrition and my health has become a bigger deal for me as I get farther away from my playing career. And let me tell you, Athletic Greens is the real deal, has me feeling healthy and energized every single day. With as much as I'm on the road, traveling, shooting podcasts, it's hard to have a healthy diet, hard to have healthy nutrition. Hard for me to get my vitamins and minerals every single day. My doctor even told me that last time I saw him. But with Athletic Greens, I get 75 plus vitamins, minerals, and a bunch of other healthy things. I don't even know what they are, but I know they're good for you. And when I wake up every single day now, I feel energized. My digestion has never been better, and I'm ready to attack each and every day because of Athletic Greens and AG1. So if you want to take ownership of your health like I am right now, try AG1 today at drinkag1.com slash next up, and you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D 
and five free travel packs when you go to my link, tryag1.com slash next up. And guys, all of you who support this podcast, you guys supporting our sponsors helps me a ton. So please go support AG1 and support next up through the process and optimize your health and nutrition today. Drinkag1.com slash next up. Check it out. Next up. Appreciate you coming on, dude. I'm excited to yes, excited to talk to you. Um, how do you feel like how do you feel like spring went? We'll start with that. You, you have a good good spring ball. Yeah, I felt good. Um, pretty much did everything I wanted to, whether it was learning the playbook or just getting yeah. used to the, kind of the environment that I was going to be jumping into. Felt that it went really well. Um, I'd hope Coach Levy would say the same. Yeah. But um, overall, I felt that I had a good spring. What about the game? Uh, we, we were talking. You uh, you got to run a little bit. You used the wheels down the down the field. Sorry. What what you how'd you feel like the game went? I feel like it went went decent. Uh, there was stuff obviously we could fix um, as a as a unit as a team. Um, some mental busts that I had that I'd I'd want back. Yeah. And um, you know, but overall, you know, could have played better, but it could have been a whole lot worse mm-hmm. too. So I think I think we played pretty good. You feel like you're learning you know, like how to read defenses and things like that. And how much did you, how much did you understand about that part of the game coming into, uh, coming into, you know, Oklahoma when you enrolled? What's funny is I thought I knew a lot yeah, until I going. started going to our, going against our defense and coach V just runs yeah. every type of coverage. I think that's been invented yeah. seriously. And it's, it's hard in practice because I'm getting all these looks and I just, I don't like, sometimes I don't even know what's going on because yeah. they just bring so much stuff where that's pressure they're rotating states into a different coverage. Yeah. I thought I knew a lot until I came here and realized that that's definitely a part of my game that I need to work on. Yeah. When it comes to Coach Lebby's offense, what's it? Uh, what's the most challenging part of, of picking it up? Uh, definitely the terminology and the way they teach it. Mm-hmm. Um, back in high school, whenever we had plays or installs and stuff, you kind of would just go over the play and, like, you know, Here's the play. Here's how it's ran, mm-hmm. and you kind of have freedom to. You know, coaches will give you guidelines of what to do yeah. and your freedom. But with Coach Levy's system, you know, you get these install cards, and on the cards they have the play, and they have our rules like like a top to down like a top down progression chart. Got it. Uh, you could say yeah. of rules whether that's you know we get pressure like to our run. You know mm-hmm. what are we doing here? We get pressure away from it. What are we doing here? And alongside that, whether it's pass plays, you know. It could be like, is it a two high structure? Is it a single high structure? And if so, you have certain rules based off of that. So honestly, I really like it. It's it's actually helped me out a lot this spring, just kind of see, especially with the pass plays, the two yeah. high, one high structure thing, just kind of processing things in my head because we play at such a fast tempo mm-hmm. that um you know having those set rules and structures has helped me out tremendously. Yeah. You feel like enrolling early was a huge thing for you, like just the fact that you should still be in high school right now, right? And yeah, I- insane advantage. Yeah. Um, anyone that's, you know, on the fence about doing it, I would say a thousand percent do it. And, um, you know, it, it helps you a ton, but you also have a ton of fun doing yeah. it. You know, maybe some people feel like they don't want to do it because they want to finish out high school or they might mm-hmm. feel isolated in a place like this. And, you know, it's the complete opposite. You, yeah. know, you meet all these new people and you have other early enrollees that are coming mm-hmm. in with you that you become friends with. But from, you know, a head start standpoint, it's insane. Like yeah. learning the playbook. Um, you know, going against, seeing how practices are ran, mm-hmm. um, seeing how meetings are ran, going to class, yeah. you know, just anything involved in college, yeah. you just get a huge head start that, you know, a lot of people that are going to come in summer are going to be a little bit behind, yeah. um, you know, on that aspect and also the, the physical aspect, like the mm-hmm. strength and conditioning aspect, whether it's, you know, knowing what Coach Smitty wants, mm-hmm. uh, how they, like the way they, 
I guess lift weights or the way yeah. that we operate things. It's just a huge advantage. Yeah. Let's talk about your recruiting process a little bit and uh, all the attention you got, all the all the coverage around it. Take me through, you know, what that experience was like. It was awesome. Yeah. I, w I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, obviously, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that, mm. and so uh, just try to handle it as best as I can. I'll take it day by day, but. The recruiting process was awesome. Um, every I loved visiting all the schools that I that I went to. Um, loved the coaches that I met during the process. And yeah, I mean, it it was amazing for me. I know some people have different stories about the recruiting process, but personally, I loved yeah. it. What was your favorite visit of the of the process? Favorite visit. I mean, I only took one official visit, mm -hmm. and it was here, mm -hmm. so I feel obligated to say, say that. that. <laughs> but I, I feel like. Uh, I really liked visiting Ole Miss, mm -hmm. Ole Miss's campus and Notre Dame's campus. I thought that it was cool, cool atmospheres. Cool spot, yeah. I really liked Oxford. I just liked the way that, yeah. I don't know, you get off a highway and you come into like this almost like paradise. Right yeah. it, it was really cool. Yeah. But I, I honestly didn't visit a ton of places. But, I mean, the ones that stood out the most was probably Oxford and mm -hmm. Notre Dame and obviously here. Yeah. What was uh, What's Coach Kiffin like at, at, at Ole Miss? What was it like getting recruited by him? Um. You know, I, I really didn't get recruited much by by uh, Coach Kiffin. Yeah. It was it was more uh, Levy. Yeah. And that's obviously what started our whole, whole relationship. Thing, yeah. And when he came here, yeah, got recruited here. But I mean, a little quiet. Yeah. But great dude, great coach. Um, nothing but good things to say about him. Yeah, that's sweet. So t yeah, tell me about your relationship with Coach Levy and and kind of how that you know how you ended up following him here and um, you know how big of a part of that decision he was in, in coming to Oklahoma. Yes, yeah, so that that can go back almost, like not for me, but for like, I think like 12 years ago, 13 years ago, my head coach in high school was, I, I think he ruined with Coach Levy at oh, wow. Baylor, like mm -hmm. when they were GAs or, or whatnot. And so they they were close. They've kept in touch, so they're still really good friends now. Mm -hmm. And so when our head coach came to my high school um, to – two years ago, mm -hmm. three years ago, um, got me connected with these coaches, and one of those coaches was Coach Levy. So he, he, you know, he told Coach Levy, you know, trust in this kid. He's, he's got what it takes. And I think, I think Coach Levy and Ole Miss are my fourth offer. And that was before I even started a game on varsity. So, you know, uh, knowing that a coach like Coach Levy had that trust in me early on mm -hmm. always stood out to me in my recruitment. And, you know, since he offered me, like ever since he offered me, we talked every week a couple times a week, um, visited Ole Miss a couple times. Always, always knew I wanted to play for a coach like Coach Levy, yeah. especially with the offense that he had. And when he came to OU, you know, I realized that it's only two and a half hours away. Mm -hmm. um, I'm here with a coach that I really want to play for. And just coming up and visiting and being around the entire coaching staff, I knew that this was an environment that I wanted to be in. What was your first impression of Coach Venables? Very high energy. <laughs> I feel like that's everyone's yeah. response. Very high energy, but you know that's just because he's very passionate about mm -hmm. what he does, and it's very respectable. Um, obviously, been a very successful coach, defensive coordinator at OU and Clemson, mm -hmm. and um, you know he's just writing a story now as a head coach. But yeah. he's an unbelievable coach, an unbelievable person. Yeah. What uh, I want to ask you about, I, I saw, I read an article about 
when you got the National Gatorade Player of the Year award, Jason Witten presented it to you, mm -hmm. right? Was that a cool experience? And did he give you any like words of advice? Yeah, very cool. And what was funny was I probably spent the next like three hours with him too because we had to do all these interviews oh, for yeah. 247 and CVS mm -hmm. and stuff. So I got to actually talk and get to know him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, so I grew up like a Falcons fan. Yeah. I'm not from the Dallas area originally, so I've never been a Cowboys fan, but I always knew who Jason Witten yeah. was. So just talking to him, picking his brain about, you know, I guess how he made it that far and how he prolonged his career in the NFL was just really cool and really insightful. Yeah. Did he give you any, any advice that you can remember? Anything, any uh, specific pieces of wisdom? Yeah, just keep my head down and keep grinding. You yeah. know, everything that's – nothing's given to you. You know, everything's earned. I mean, it was the same way for him. And, you know, it'll be the same thing for me. Yeah. What's, uh, what's your relationship been like with Dylan Gabriel since you've been here? You know, has he been able to kind of take you under his wing and teach you some things? Obviously, he's seen a lot of college football. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I My relationship with Dylan started back when I was still a crew, when I when I committed, or even when I visited uh, back in January. When I came and visited in January, it was his move-in day mm -hmm. for OU when he transferred in. Yeah. So I was here experiencing everything with him the first day he was first here time, experiencing yeah. everything. So we connected then. Um, stayed in touch when I uh, committed, stayed in touch, saw them bunch throughout the games. And then since I've gotten here, you know, not only Dylan, but Davis in general and everybody else in the quarterback room has also helped me out tremendously, taking me under their wing like I'm their little brother. Because, mm -hmm. you know, everyone in that room is like, I think, three or four years older yeah, than me. Old. <laughs> um, a good amount, a good amount older than me. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I mean, they're not 18. They didn't just graduate high school last yeah. year. So they definitely taking me under their wing, um, show me around, whether it's campus or, you know, the facility or whatnot, mm -hmm. um, show me around campus. And they've also helped me out with learning the playbook too, whether yeah. it's little things like, you know, hey, what do you do here? Or even in practice, I'm like, you know, coach me, like, what did I do wrong on this rep? Yeah, that's cool. Uh, when you get to Oklahoma, a place like this, which is such a big program, story, tradition, with as much – successes you've had in high school and the, as decorated as your high school career was, do you feel like there's a lot of pressure on you when you get here? Like, Before we get back to the pod, we got to talk about something super important. Fellas, I know you guys are using those sharp razors to shave your face and to shave your manly areas. I'm telling you, stop doing it. I was in your shoes. I was using regular razors and then I found Manscaped. The Manscaped sponsored the pod a few months ago and I started using their products, it has changed my routine and my life completely. I told you before about Smooth Sack Summer, it's now Fresh Ball Fall. You need fresh balls in the fall, there's no excuse not to be fresh. Let's be honest, we both know we go in a little bit nervous to our manly grooming routine with the regular old razors we use, but with Manscaped, it takes away any feeling of being nervous. I use the lawnmower 4.0 when I'm doing my manly grooming. I use the beard hedger for my face and the reviews have been immaculate. Just take my word on that one, boys. So I'm telling you, if you're using regular old razors, stop and use Manscaped. And you can go to manscaped.com and use my code ADAMB for 20% off and free shipping. I'm telling you guys, it's fresh ball fall. Using Manscaped will change your routine, change your manlyhood, and change your life. Manscaped.com, promo code ADAMB for 20% off and free shipping. Like, do you feel that when you come to a small town like this and the eyeballs are on you and everyone's talking about you? Uh, somewhat. I try to, I mean, I obviously realize there's pressure there. There, you know, there can be pressure there mm -hmm. if you put pressure on yourself. 
And I just try to alleviate all that by just keeping my mind focused on football and not focusing on the outside noise and yeah. what people's opinions are who I probably wouldn't even take advice from in the first yeah. place. So. That's a great point. Is, do you, since you've been here, do you like get recognized around campus a bunch and stuff? Like, has it been kind of Yeah, I do a little bit. I think the, the funniest ones are sitting next to kids in class mm-hmm. who like on one day in class, um, first day. In my class, I sit next to this kid and introduce myself. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I know who you are. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> How do you know who I am? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Um, as far as all the great quarterbacks that have come through you, like, I mean, you just said the game yesterday. There was Kyler and Baker and all those guys. Have you gotten to meet any of those guys or talk to them? Or, like, did they help recruit you at all? Or, or you know, what, what's your relationship like yeah. with those guys? They never recruited me at all. But what's funny is I actually just saw Kyler last night. Oh, yeah. I saw him. I was walking around last night in front oh. of Pickleman's. <laughs> and I, I see him. He's, like, he's with the whole crew. Got his bodyguards. Yeah. And adapted him up. He told me to you know, keep my head down and keep grinding. That's cool. So that was pretty cool. But they, they never had a – Part in my recruitment, yeah. Just because I think they were they were um, Coach Riley's guys, yeah. True. So they kind of had to get a feel for Coach Venables and yeah. all before they kind of stepped in and started recruiting for them. Yeah. What uh? Do you have a favorite former OU quarterback? Like, who's your? Who, is there one that you look up to the most? I mean, not really. Like I said, I was born in Georgia, so yeah, I, I, I was growing up yeah. around different programs than OU. But I really liked watching Baker play. Yeah, Baker's a dog. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been, he's, a, he's a fun one to watch. Um, you know, being a Texas, like playing Texas high school football, did you feel like there was pressure to stay in Texas? To, to, or maybe not pressure, but was that ever a, a thought to like stay and go to UT or go to Texas A&M or one of those schools? No, not really. I never felt pressured to, to stay in, in a certain spot. Um, obviously, those schools were recruiting me, mm-hmm. but um, – I never felt like, you know, I felt obligated to stay in the state. Yeah. Um, wanted to branch out and kind of see other campuses and whatnot. And yeah. Ultimately chose to play outside of the state. So. Yeah. What other, other than, um, you mentioned Ole Miss, you mentioned OU. What were, what were some of the other, like, top schools that you were interested in or excited about? Yeah, I was big on um, Notre Dame, Ohio State, mm-hmm. uh, Arkansas, and Georgia kind of came in late like around summertime. Okay. I didn't I didn't even I got that offer. I didn't even post that one cuz I didn't want to yeah. stir up OU fans or yeah. get them riled up for that, but <laughs> you know, you know I, I, I grew, I grew up a Georgia fan, so yeah. I obviously you know thought about it a little bit. Um decided it wasn't the best best move, but I think those those four schools stood out the most. Yeah. Uh, so Georgia came in at the at the end of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did um did you ever consider like taking an OV there or no, it, it was more. I was just talking to Coach Smart, and it was it was pretty cool because, you know, that was the school I grew up watching. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, when they texted me, I was kind of excited because I mean, that is that was my dream school when I was a kid. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, I realized that I I love the situation I'm in. I love the coaching staff that's yeah. at OU, and this is the place I want to play at. I really couldn't. I really could care less if Georgia was my dream school. Then you know, Oklahoma's yeah. where I want to be now. So. What's been the uh, the biggest adjustment to college life that you've had to, you know? Are you were you seventeen when you got to campus? Or were you no, I was eighteen. Eighteen, yeah. So it's not, yeah, you're young when you yeah. got here. What was the biggest part of of uh, of adjusting to it? Um. Honestly, I, honestly, I adjusted pretty well. I, it never, yeah. nothing ever really threw came me easy. for. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it came pretty easy. Nothing ever threw me for a loop. Yeah, you know, in high school, 
when, it, when on the football side of it in high school, our lifts were pretty much the same. Yeah. Conditioning, on Big the other program. hand, is yeah. extremely different. Really? Coach Smitty <laughs> goes hard with the conditioning, so that was a lot different. But football-wise, you know, it wasn't too much of a transition. Practices mm-hmm. are a lot different. But, um, you know, school-wise, it's not been that bad either. The yeah. classes aren't bad, and I honestly like the uh, – only have one class on – I have two classes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and two and one class on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's not bad at all, right? So it's extremely nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when, during spring ball, when you got here, like maybe it's conditioning, maybe it's lifting. Did you have a moment when you got here and you were? I always call it like your welcome to college football moment, where it was like the game was moving really yeah. fast, or you were struggling, or anything. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was our first day of fourth quarters, uh-huh. which is like it's our conditioning. Like yeah. I was saying, Coach Smitty goes hard, and it was. I th- it was it wasn't in January it was, it was in February sometime and it was our first day like conditioning conditioning and the day before you know I I people were telling me this is gonna be really hard mm-hmm. but uh, the day before um, I was meeting with uh, Coach Lebby and I asked him about the fourth quarters and he's like it's like buddy this is this is the hardest thing you will ever do <laughs> and I was kind of scared me a little bit and then the next day sure enough we uh, we had eight stations set up. Uh, three and a half minutes at each station and you're just going mm. like you're in each station it's like cone drills and stuff and like a three three cone drill l drill mm. all that stuff and you're just going and you keep on going until the horn blows and you, your only break is waiting in the line and you don't stop until those eight stations are done then you take a lap around the field then you go do four more and it was it was brutal the first day i almost threw up it was pretty bad <laughs> you were struggling yeah <laughs> So you, so is it what well, like what are some you said the L drill the cone drill is it like just like agility stuff Yeah it's just it's just agility stuff yeah. and it it gets you to But too. it's for conditioning yeah. yeah it's for conditioning I think it's more of like a mental thing honestly yeah. just wearing you down and just it, obviously it is it is conditioning your body but it's more of like a you know stay locked in with your teammates stay focused stay positive about it all and uh, just push through this with each other. The worst part is not knowing how much time's left, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> the worst part, yeah. <laughs> You're just in your head about it the mm-hmm. whole time. Did uh, the, your first practice this spring, did you feel like it was – did you feel like the game wasn't – you know, everyone talks about how, fat, how much faster the game is when you get to college. Did you feel like that at all, or you feel like it was pretty, pretty Honestly, it the first day of practice was um, a little bit fast, obviously. My first practice is probably the worst practice I've had since <laughs> being here, obviously. Yeah. But it honestly wasn't as fast as I thought the transition from high school to college would be. And I think that can be attributed to, you know, one, the competition we played in, in Texas high school football. Like, there's there's good players there. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not near as good as how it is in college. But game speed-wise, you know, it was college is obviously faster, but it wasn't too far off. And then playing the Under Armour game is what helped me the most. Because, you know, playing in that game, that game was a lot faster. Mm-hmm. I noticed that then. But that speed is, like, the same as college speed. So that really helped me prepare for yeah. what we've been doing. What was the End Armor game experience like? Was that was that pretty cool? I played yeah. the End Armor game, too, back at, like, it was, like, 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun. Yeah. I don't know what y'all did when, when you went there, but we had one night with the Top Golf. One mm-hmm. night we went go-karting and, like, laser tag and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun. And, it was more of like a uh, like a Pro Bowl mm-hmm. type setting. That's what they wanted it to be like. Yeah. They didn't want like the year before they had like two days for practices and stuff. And they yeah, it was like it was like a it was like a uh, like a more of a bowl game. Like yeah. you're actually trying to win the game kind of mentality when I was there. Yeah, <laughs> and we I mean it was a competitive atmosphere yeah. and practices were competitive and they were long, 
But I mean, this year they wanted to be more laid back, more of like a like a Pro Bowl type thing. I think they did a great job. You know, they gave us the breaks that we needed, let our bodies rest, yeah. and uh, let us have fun with each other. Who was your head coach in the Under Armour game? Coach Johnson. Oh, cool. Okay, sweet. He's the uh, head coach at Mission Bay High School. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, in your recruiting, like, you got recruited right in the middle of NIL. Like, right as NIL mm -hmm. was happening, um, Texas had, like, their own unique NIL walls in the state. What was – how much of a factor did NIL play in your recruitment? And, like, what were the conversations like with college programs? Like, were they mentioning it to you all the time? Before we get back to the pod, i got to tell you all about our newest sponsor of the Next Up podcast, Modern Mammals. You guys know I only want to promote and allow things to sponsor the podcast that I actually use. That's why I'm so fired up for Modern Mammals to be sponsoring the pod. Here's a story. About a year ago, I started noticing my hair was, wasn't feeling great, felt dry, just didn't feel super healthy. I did a bunch of research around what I was using and putting in my hair with shampoo and realized what I was using was terrible for my hair. Shampoo is not good for your hair. That's when I came across Modern Mammals. It's a replacement for shampoo. So you can wash your hair, clean out all the oils without damaging your hair like shampoo does. I now use Modern Mammals every day. After I work out, use Modern Mammals in the shower. No more shampoo completely cut out of my life. And my hair has never felt healthier or looked better. At least that's what my mom and grandma told me. So it's time you get rid of shampoo and go to modernmammals.com. Use my promo code ADAMB for free shipping at checkout. Get yourself some Modern Mammals today and get your hair healthier than it's ever been before. Modernmammals.com, promo code ADAMB at checkout for free shipping. And guys, supporting my sponsor supports the podcast, supports me, allows me to keep doing this. So please go support Modern Mammals at modernmammals.com, promo code ADAMB. Yeah, I, I tried not to... I try not to make my recruitment around NIL because yeah. I feel like that just maybe pushes college coaches away a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I try to make it more about where I wanted to be mm -hmm. um, rather than how much money I'm going to get. And, you know, some coaches would obviously throw out certain things, like if you come here, you can get this and mm -hmm. whatnot. But I tried to push that part out of it and just focus on the, the most important parts to me, like um, the culture, the environment, the yeah. fit for me the offensive playbook, and um, yeah, I think NIL was probably the last of my, yeah. uh, my uh, important did list. You get any, did you college. get any crazy uh, crazy NIL offers from when you were in? Uh, no, uh, no, I, I never got, like, actually offered stuff. Yeah. Like, there were talks, like, you could, you could come out and make a name for yourself, and you can get yeah. paid then, but I never got offered, like, yeah. like, a certain amount or certain things or yeah. anything. Yeah, you could you probably could have demanded a whole lot if you wanted yeah. to, but you were you were focused on the right stuff. So. <laughs> um, when when you uh, since you've been at OU, like how the NIL opportunities been has been been funded. Like to obviously you guys have like Crimson and Cream and that mm -hmm. stuff. Has that been cool? Yeah, it has been cool, and it's been uh, been really really easy to work with too. Yeah. The Crimson and Cream Collective, um, you know, showing up to events like this or mm -hmm. showing up to autograph events. It's fun stuff that I enjoy doing. Um, and, you know, you do get paid for the collective and stuff, but, you know, it's not like a, a hassle to do this stuff. You know, I actually enjoy doing these things, and, you know, it's cool getting paid alongside of it. I think that's really cool about NIL now is, you know, college athletes are making, you know. Making money. Yeah, they're making money now when back then they were making a name for themselves, but they weren't making any money alongside of yeah. that. You were a really good baseball player, right? Oh, a yeah. Decent? That's what someone told me earlier was, like, Jackson was really good at baseball. Yeah. You, I, I, I mean, I don't want to, like, talk myself up, but I, I was good. I played for a long time. Yeah. 
um, had a little bit of college interest, and then once I started getting football offers, kind of stopped focusing as much on baseball. Yeah. But I was going to ask if you ever thought about playing both in, in college. No, I, I got asked to. Yeah. I talked to um, – I forgot the our baseball head coach's name mm-hmm. um, here, but I saw him at the spring game last year, and he was asking me. He's like – wanted to play. He's like, you know, you know, Kyler played. But <laughs> Kyler played two sports. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good coach. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'll stick with football. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, maybe what, – what position do you play? Played outfield. Oh, you're outfield. So you're a big hitter? Sorry. What, you got some high school stats for us? Like, was, what, 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 what um, were you hitting? God, I don't – I don't remember my stats exactly, but sophomore year, first year on varsity, I think I had hit like three, three thirty mm. in district, something like that. But that's that's like the only thing I can remember. That's sweet. What uh, what would you do if? What are you gonna do when you're done playing football? I'm a finance major, so hopefully something in the finance industry. Like New York City finance, bro. I don't know. <laughs> that'd be I mean, that'd be pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, how are classes hard? Like, how, how's the getting adjusted to that? No, they really aren't too bad. Yeah. Um, they, they can be. There's some weeks where I have a lot of work, um, whether that's a bunch of essays due yeah. in a week for a test that I'm taking. But, I mean, I've managed it pretty well. I have good grades, and it's it's come pretty easy to me so far. Yeah, cool. What uh, Why do you think Texas high school football is different than every other state? Like, what why, what makes it different in Texas? I think it's just the, the coaches and the – community cares more yeah um, I think that's what it comes down like to college. you know I, f- I feel like yeah exactly yeah. it's like college I mean you have athletes in every state but mm-hmm. you know I feel like the coaches and the community is more invested mm-hmm. into it and you know when your community is invested more into your program you can get you know better weight sets or you know mm-hmm. better facilities that help your players out um, help them to get stronger get faster yeah and everything, and the coaches are more invest, um, better quality coaches. And then, you know, some other states. Obviously, you got your, your Californias, your Georgias, your Floridas, and your yeah. Texas. All those people are really invested into football, but, you know, the coaches care more. Mm-hmm. Um, the bunch of Texas high school football coaches come from big football backgrounds, big football coaching backgrounds, and just they know what they're doing. Um, you know, I, I see coaches going to clinics all the time. We had about like 300 high school coaches yeah. here at uh, OU's clinic. And I'm assuming the majority of them were local from Texas too. Yeah. Just coming up and learning because they care so much about their job and about football and something they're very passionate about. Um, they're able to coach kids up very well and just produce a very good team. Yeah. Since you got the campus here, have you gotten stronger in the weight room and like and put on some weight and stuff? Yeah, definitely. Um I don't know. I mean, I couldn't measure how much stronger I've gotten, but I've put on around six or seven pounds yeah. since I've gotten here. Been able to maintain it too, so um, it's been good. I'm trying. I'm gonna try to get to two fifteen by fall. Oh, cool. I'm sitting at like two eleven, two twelve right now. So. Sweet, big boy. How tall are you? Like six one, six two. Six two. Yeah. Um, what, what's your What's the hardest lift for you? Bench for really? sure. I've got such long arms that it's yeah. just. It's bad, but I'm good with clean and good with squat, but bench gets me a little bit. A lot, well, a lot, some programs don't even let quarterbacks bench anymore. That's like a whole. Yeah, we, we do a lot of dumbbell bench. Um, we did it a lot during spring. Maybe we go back to more traditional bench in the mm-hmm. summer while we're, I guess, transformation phase. Yeah. But we dumbbell benched in the spring, and I'm assuming we'll probably do that in the fall too. Yeah. What, what's one thing that, you know, as you approach this offseason, the summertime, that like you're trying to work on personally? Uh, maybe maybe like you you know an area that you need to improve at coming out of spring ball. 
yeah, working on just um, defensive coverages. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, it's it's hard going against uh, Coach V's offense or Coach V's defense. Mm-hmm. Um, we run so much stuff and just identifying everything um, and processing it quickly too, because you know we play so fast that you might only get a second or two to ID the defense before you snap yeah. the ball again. So stuff like that, uh, footwork too, just refining that. Um, in high school, you know, I didn't really have a certain set of footwork that I was supposed to use that the coaches yeah. told me to use. And now when I got here with Coach Lev, you know, we're doing things a certain way. Yeah, you were just um, slinging it around the, around the yard. <laughs> yeah, just footwork was all over the place, and now it was a lot more refined. It was better in the game. It could have been a lot, a lot better, yeah. though. But um, I'm getting there, just refining little stuff mm-hmm. like that. Take me through your pre-snap um, routine at the line of scrimmage. What are you What are you looking at pre-snap? Like, what's going through your head as you, as you all? I mean, I w- not break the huddle because you guys are, aren't huddling. But yeah, what, no. what's, uh, what What are you doing pre-snap? Looking over to the sideline, mm-hmm. getting the signal. And when I get the signal, it's depends on what type of play it is. Pass or run play, pass play. Looking at the safeties, just seeing you know is it one high, is it too high? You know, potential coverages that I could get. Mm-hmm. And when it's a run, like when it's a run play, looking at the box, is it loaded, is it not loaded, you know, thinking about certain things that I can do with the ball pre-snap. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we're rolling from there. It's it's very fast in between in between uh, snaps. Have Has the protection part of it come easy to you? Like I know there's a lot of, you know, in the college offense, a lot of times you're able to, you know, you got to see where blitzes are coming, who's mm-hmm. hot, yeah. redirecting protection. I don't, I'm not sure if you did, did that in high school or not. Yeah, I, I really didn't do that in high school, mm-hmm. and that's kind of set me back a little bit. Um, Coach Levy wants us, you know, change of protection sometimes when we get certain looks, and mm-hmm. that's definitely something I need to get better at, something I struggle with a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, but it's stuff that I can easily fix too. Yeah. Just learning uh, how certain fronts work and, you know, tipping pressures and stuff where I can, you know, maybe call protection into the pressure. Yeah. Just stuff like that. What are your – what would you say your like personal goal is for this this coming season? Just soak up as much as I can under DG and learn mm-hmm. from him, and just have a great time this year too. You know, sometimes it sucks being a backup just because you know you're you're not you're not getting the spotlight, you're not playing, yeah. you know. But just soaking up and learning as much as I can this year while enjoying it, will, I think will be the best best thing for me this yeah. year. I want to hear. I was asking. I asked a bunch of the other guys this question too, but. Obviously, with how highly recruited you were, I'm sure coaches were like hounding you all the time, coming after you. What's the is there? What's the funniest or like craziest thing a coach said to you during the recruiting process? Don't have to tell me who the coach is, but before we get to the pod, I want to tell you all about our newest sponsor, Athletic Greens. And let me tell you, when I found out about this sponsor, I was fired up because I've been using Athletic Greens for years, and I want to promote to you guys the things I actually use. I love Athletic Greens. As a former Division One athlete, I've tried countless supplements, and recently, my nutrition and my health has become a bigger deal for me as I get farther away from my playing career. And let me tell you, Athletic Greens is the real deal. Has me feeling healthy and energized every single day. With as much as I'm on the road, traveling, shooting podcasts, it's hard to have a healthy diet, hard to have healthy nutrition, hard for me to get my vitamins and minerals every single day. My doctor even told me that last time I saw him. But with Athletic Greens, I get 75 plus vitamins, minerals, and a bunch of other healthy things. I don't even know what they are, but I know they're good for you. And when I wake up every single day now, I feel energized. My 
digestion has never been better, and I'm ready to attack each and every day because of Athletic Greens and AG1. So if you want to take ownership of your health like I am right now, try AG1 today at drinkag1.com slash next up, and you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs when you go to my link, tryag1.com slash next up. And guys, all of you who support this podcast, you guys supporting our sponsors helps me a ton. So please go support AG1 and support Next Up through the process and optimize your health and nutrition today. Drinkag1.com slash next up. Check it out. Anyone say anything that's like just like desperate or like, you know, coaches, coaches can say some wild stuff. No, I never had, I mean, I never had anything crazy happen to me. I did have... I did have some coaches get mad when I committed here, mm-hmm. but other than like, I never heard anything wild like <laughs> like being desperate trying to get me there or anything, <laughs> nothing like that. But yeah. I did have some coaches get mad at me for committing here, but other than that, it was pretty pretty yeah. straightforward. When you say get mad, like they just were like like calling you like all upset and stuff. <laughs> yeah, just disappointed. That yeah, I didn't go there, but at the end of the day, I went where I felt. Like was best yeah. for me. So. Were those conversations hard when you had to pick us when you picked Oklahoma? That was probably the the hardest part. Yeah, honestly, it's harder than committing. Yeah, just because you know, I built relationships with those coaches, got close to those coaches. They came and visited me. I went and visited them. And you just create these relationships and these bonds that sometimes you know, you like the per- you like the coach so much you don't want to let go of that bond. I'm sure you yeah felt the same way. Uh, through your recruitment, but it sucks telling them no. Mm-hmm. Um, it was harder than telling Coach Levy yeah, yes, but it was tough. But I think it's better to tell them that than just to commit and not tell yeah. them. Honestly, just kind of give them a heads up, say thank you for recruiting me and all. But you know, yeah, I think it's better than just not telling them. How much did uh, how excited are you to be able to play in the SEC? in a couple of years and like did that yeah. I'm not sure what the timing was there was that part of your decision process to come here I mean not really it's not like yeah. that's not what made me choose OU mm-hmm. over other schools but it's obviously a huge opportunity for us to become a better team yeah. and play in, in a great conference you know, I grew up in the uh, the South, South, Southeastern Conference yeah. watching all those teams and SEC ball was all I knew mm-hmm. growing up pretty much so it'll be exciting to play, you know, the teams that I grew up watching. Yeah, that'd be sweet. It'd be good. I mean, when you take over the reins, it'll be probably be, uh, you know, year, year one or two in the SEC. That'll be that'll be, be exciting. It'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be sure. sweet. I'm excited to see that. Um, what's uh, I asked DG this question too. What's the what would you say is in your young career is is the best piece of advice you've ever received? I would I would just say. I couldn't even – I've had multiple people tell me this. So I couldn't single anybody out, but it's just to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, I it, I realized that this spring, you know, I was working my butt off so much that I wasn't giving myself, you know, any free time or just giving me, myself any time to, I guess, enjoy being in college. Yeah. And, you know, I got to a point in the spring where we're just going, going, going. And I like, I was like – sometimes I, was, I didn't want to go to practice because it was just – a lot being thrown at me and I wasn't having fun at some point. Yeah. And then, you know, at that point I just kinda stepped back, you know, it was great like kind of stepped back and was like, you know, I'm grateful I'm in the position I am and just kind of enjoying it from here on out and worked out good, had good practices after that and just learned to, you know, have fun while doing it and enjoy doing it. Yeah. You have a favorite coach Venable saying yet? I know he's got a lot of them. <laughs> no, I mean 
I, <laughs> what's funny is I, I hear uh, his speech about, he always talks about Gandhi. Like, oh, really? I'll hear it, like, maybe, like, twice or three times, mm-hmm. like, a year. And it's just, it's funny because it's the first thing he told me on my recruiting trip. And when <laughs> I hear him tell it again, it's, it's just, it's funny to me. He, he can talk, huh? <laughs> he loves he his speeches. Talk. We, uh, yeah, our, our post-practice speeches last, last a good, yeah. a good while. It's funny, a bunch of the dudes, we, literally everyone we've interviewed has talked about, he said, they said he gave a speech, like, last Thursday that was, like, an hour long after practice. 52, 52 minutes, yeah. <laughs> 52, you were timing it? Yeah, we, I think someone did time, it was 52 minutes. <laughs> it was long. That's silly. What's he talking about for 52 minutes? And he just, he, it starts off as, like, you know, he's teaching us a lesson. Mm-hmm. He talks about practice and then leads that into a lesson. And then, that lesson always leads into a story and that story leads into a lesson and that lesson leads into another story and it just keeps on going. And it got to the point the other day where it, it led like to our, like our accountability points. Uh, so we have like these accountability teams where you get points for doing good in academics, doing good with our soul mission program, mm-hmm. um, sports, uh, sports nutrition, sports medicine, you get points for all these. And, uh, I guess Coach V wanted to talk about the accountability points, so he flipped through every single team and talked about uh, the people that had, like, 10-plus points. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a lot. There's probably, like, 20 people. Mm-hmm. And for each individual person, he would have, like, a minute-and-a-half speech about each person. <laughs> and so it lasted a long time. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. It's just funny because literally everyone's, everyone's mentioned that to us. Yeah. Um, give me your uh, – this may be a tough question. If you're a GM right now, who are your who are the three? Who, like, what order are you drafting the quarterbacks in this year's draft? Uh, I'm taking Bryce Young first, CJ mm-hmm. Stroud second. Then honestly, I, I really like Anthony Richardson as a prospect. Yeah, I just think he can freaking slay the ball. Mm-hmm. It's and he's crazy athletic too. So I feel like if you draft him that high and he doesn't work out at quarterback, you could yeah. put him at tight end and he would yeah be extremely productive too so I think I'd go in that order right there did you forget about Will Levis or you no I mean I just (laughs) (laughs) I didn't forget about him I just I mean I think he's good yeah but I think that you know Bryce Young played at a higher obviously played at a higher level level, um you know playing at Bama you have athletes all around you too that are going to help you be successful but Bryce Young was more productive um played arguably better competition just with the um, sheer amount of ranked teams they played. Yeah. And C.J. Stroud has been producing ever since he's got to Ohio State, yeah. just dicing it up every single week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I feel like people forget, like, how great of a career C.J. Stroud had. Like, mm-hmm. he's literally one, the, probably the best passer in Ohio State history. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, who, who are your top three QBs in the NFL? Uh, I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I just like watching him throw the ball. I think it's really impressive. Yeah. So I like Aaron Rodgers, like Patrick Mahomes, obviously, and I really like Josh Allen too. Mm-hmm. We uh, DG told us his top three were like Marcus Mariota, uh, he said yeah, that's Tua, and someone else is his top three. I'm like, you know what's funny is he said that to us the other day too, and I'm just, I was thinking, I was like, why did he say them? And I was like, oh yeah, Dylan's from Hawaii. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I was a little bit of a bias. Uh, yeah, top three. What uh in you know in ten years from now when Oklahoma fans whoever thinks of Jackson Arnold what what do you want them to think about? I just I mean I obviously want a Heisman, won a national championship, want all that stuff. But I just want to be re- remembered for being here. You know, just 
being a quarterback that everyone can, you know, like the question you asked me, like, what's your favorite OU quarterback or which yeah. one do you look up to the most? I want to be that one of those guys that people yeah. say, you know, be remembered here, um, be remembered for, you know, not only on the football side, but off the field too, you know, a great yeah. character, a great person, you know, all of the above. Just want to be remembered here as one of the greats. Yeah. Did you get to see the, I guess you were at halftime, but, you know, just having someone like Kyler come back and like mm -hmm. doing the Heisman, uh, you know, his, his statue and everything. Like, does that, is that motivating to like see that and be like, I, I want to be there someday? Yeah, no doubt. I, I watched that one. I also watched Baker's last year. Yeah. And, um, you know, speaking in front of that many people, it was obviously a really cool experience for both of them. And yeah. it's something I hope to experience too one day. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, what, tell me what the worst piece of advice someone's told you is. Worst piece of advice. Like someone, something someone or a coach told you, you're like, that's just bad advice and don't listen to it. God, I can't even, I can't even remember. I, I, I can't remember like any coach advice, but sometimes when we're in, it's not like, this isn't bad advice. This is honestly kind of good advice. Mm -hmm mixed to bad advice whenever I was in high school games last year I'd have like the O-line say stuff to me sometimes like why did you throw the ball you should have handed it off there <laughs> and I'm like well that's really dumb for you saying that and then the coaches will come and be like don't listen to them that's bad advice <laughs> stuff like never that. listen to the offensive line they just don't know not never on. listen to them but you know maybe it's a, a perimeter screen we have yeah. the numbers to block it and we yeah. don't get yards because we don't block well. Yeah. And they're like, well, we had the run good. They don't, they like, don't understand. They it. just don't understand sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, last thing I got for you, what, what's your why? Why do you do what you do? I mean, honestly, I just love playing the game. Yeah. It's brought so much joy to me and my family. Um, my dad played college football um, back in the 90s and brought him joy. And he taught the game to me. And it's been with me throughout my entire life. I honestly don't know like life without football and without sports. And I feel like, you know, it's just part of me at this point. Yeah. I couldn't see myself doing anything else. Yeah. I love it, man. Well, I'm excited to watch your, watch your career. I have no doubt that it'll end like you said, man, in a, in a Heisman trophy. I'm excited to, excited to see how it all ends up for you and glad you picked OU, man. It's sure. a good spot appreciate for you. you. Yeah. I appreciate it, bro. Appreciate your time.